millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to Who Knew with Matt Stewart, the show where the guests write the wrong answers. I'm the titular Matt Stewart, and our first guest this week is from Sans Pants Radio. It's Cass Page. Welcome, Cass. I like how you said titular. Thank it sounded so like you were going to say, I'm Matt Stewart and I'm the tits. Um, I am also the tits. <laughs> I, I feel like I would pronounce that titular. 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 Not titular. Yeah. No. So. I don't Can you have a go at saying it? Titular. No, no. <laughs> oh, our way. Oh, yeah. Titular. <laughs> it's a bit fun, yeah. yeah. <laughs> titular. Uh, titular. <laughs> <laughs> our second guest this week is host of the Two in the Think Tank podcast. It's Alistair Trombley Birchall. Hello, Matthew. <laughs> I like the way you say titular. Oh, thanks so much. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the way the show works is I ask a relatively obscure trivia question and our contestants have to write a convincing fake answer. I then read their answers as well as the real one. I have to guess which one is correct. Okay. Are we ready to play? Yes. I, I just got ready, yeah. Oh, fantastic. Great timing. <laughs> Question number one comes from listener Katie O'D from Cork in Ireland. And the question is, in the Irish language, the word for a ladybird is bohine day, which literally translates to what? In the Irish language, the word for ladybird is is Bohin Day, which literally translates to what? Now, while they're writing their answers, I'll explain how the scoring works to the listeners at home. You get one point if your fake answer is guessed by the other contestant and another point if you correctly guess the answer. By the way, I'm also playing as the house. I've put into my own fake answers uh, with the help of the question writers and collectively we become the house. So we get a point for each one of those that our guests choose as well. So each of us can score up to two points per round. Seems fair, but the probability actually favours us, the house. <laughs> and the house always wins. Those oh, don't, no spoilers. <gasps> no spoilers. All right. Well, I, I should probably tell you it's been months since the house has won. But anyway, our questions <laughs> come from our great Patreon supporters, and if you want to submit a question, sign up on any level via patreon.com slash pod, which is the podcast network we're in, which is linked in the show notes. Are you the do, the go, or the on? Uh, in On the logo? No, spiritually. Oh, spiritually. Mm. Ooh. In your soul, which of the three are you? I feel like you would be able to tell me this better than I would be able to Cass, tell it myself. Mm? Fuck, Mary kill, do, go, on. <laughs> okay. Fuck do. Yeah, you got to fuck do. Marry go, kill on. Yeah, absolutely. That's, yeah. It sucks that that's in the order. I, I really did think about it. What about you? <laughs> fuck, marry, kill, do, go on. Let's see. Okay. Um, you know what? I think I would marry on. Really? Yeah, I would marry on and I would fuck go, but I would kill do. You'd kill do. Yeah. Do's my favorite. Do is do's always like, you know, renovating on the weekends and things like that. It's just not my vibe. Oh, really? Whereas on is sort of laying on the couch uh, with a bong. <laughs> and while I don't really partake that much these days or, you know, uh, I, you know, I, I like hanging out with that vibe. Yeah. That's bong a good on. vibe. Is that what you, bong, bong on? on yeah. Bong. 
<laughs> that wasn't. You're bonging on. Yeah. <laughs> I'm bonging on. All right. The answers are in for question number one. So let's go back to it. In the Irish language, the word for ladybird is Bowen Day, which literally translates to what? Winged poppy, flower nuisance, God's little cow, <laughs> the flying spots, or disappointing butterfly. <laughs> mm. God's little cow. <laughs> <laughs> On the move. Oh, that's beautiful. God. Do you need to hear them again? Or I would love to hear them again, yeah. please. So we've got winged poppy, mm-hmm. flower nuisance, God's little cow, <laughs> the flying spots. Or disappointing butterfly. In Ireland, apparently, they call them ladybirds. Mm. Maybe in the UK as well. And in America, maybe they call them ladybugs. I reckon I've heard both of them growing up. Yeah. I I grew up with ladybug. Right. Very familiar with that uh, terminology. And and ladybird, while, you know, I I am familiar with it, still find it hard to uh, justify. Yes. You know, mentally, since it- Not a lady, not a bird. Well, you know, some of them got to be ladies. Some of them got to be ladies. (laughs) At least with ladybug- you're 50 to 100% uh, correct exactly. at any given moment. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, you know, the Irish are even further off because they're kind of, you could be calling a cow or, a, you know, a little turd or whatever it was. Poppy. Flying turd. Uh, there was a turd. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little piece of shit. Uh, <laughs> Flying Airborne <turd>. poop. <laughs> uh, that wasn't one. Unless, or do you, unless you think of spots as turds. Oh, the way I do it, yeah. <laughs> All right, do you want to lock in an answer? Uh, let's see. I mean, I do like the poppy one. So you've got winged poppy. Winged poppy for me. Um, I would call it winged pappy. <laughs> um, but of course, I think it's probably more reference to the flower rather than the grandfather. Yes, um, that's right. Sort of a- and you'd be lowering your odds even further yeah. from lady to pappy. That's true. I- yeah, no, you're right. So, yeah. all right. I'm going to go with the poppy one, the okay. one there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Rather than the new I'm going to go my it. own way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what about you, Cass? Look, I was going to go with winged poppy, but we are enemies in this field. <laughs> so, uh, in this arena, this battlefield. Of course, you can pick the same answer if you want, but yeah, it's oh, up to you. Oh, but at what cost? Yeah. I'm going to go with God's little cat because <laughs> <laughs> I want that to be right. Oh, fantastic. All right. This is who wrote the answers. Katie, the question writer, wrote a disappointing butterfly, which I thought was very I thought funny. that was good, yeah. <laughs> the flying spots. That was written by Alistair. So yes. you misremembered your own one there when you called it the flying turds. No, I know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Was that I'm a not- bluff? <laughs> Maybe I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm playing a real deeply psychological <laughs> game here. Maybe I'm smart, maybe I'm dumb. Yeah. You don't know. Who knows? Uh, flower nuisance was Cass. Very good. Winged poppy was also Katie slash the house. <gasps> Meaning God's little cow is correct. Oh, <laughs> my God. This is the happiest day of my life. Uh, oh, my God. I, I picked this question specifically because I thought you would enjoy it. <laughs> oh, I mean, that's so good. And this is actually because... Cass just told us a story that once she went uh, to horse racing. I did. And one based on picking the, the names that she liked the most. I did. And I feel like I you swept are- swept up the ponies. <laughs> you are currently playing the game that is best suited to that kind of luck. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. I will say that I no longer bet on horses. This was many years ago. Sure. But <laughs> I mean, but, but what I'm complimenting you oh, is, is your I, fantastic yeah. ear. Yeah, I quit on top and I, now I'm using all my phenomenal gambling mm. skills to win at this. Yeah. The most valuable prize of all. I should say you've both won on this show before as well. <gasps> oh, have I? That's yeah. great to hear. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's really lifting my spirits. <laughs> oh, I think you do. In my notes, it says that you have. Yeah, great. I'll take it. 
<laughs> All right. Here is question number two. This one comes from Adam King from Brooklyn in New York. Uh, and Adam's written in brackets, forget about it. Oh, so beautiful. I'll never it, forget about you. No. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and Adam's question is, what was the unusual name of the fourth shortest serving Prime Minister of the United Kingdom? It's a very clumsily written question. Mm. I've rewritten it to make it more, <laughs> make it a harder question, but- it's ended up sounding more confusing. I apologise, Adam, for butchering your question. But anyway, what was the unusual name of the fourth shortest serving Prime Minister of the United Kingdom? Basically, you're making up an old UK Prime Minister's name, yeah. but it's unusual. Yes, okay. I've never heard of a person named this before. Okay, great. <laughs> and while you're writing your answers, uh, here is some more information on Boeing Days. I'm saying it worse each time. I, I played the phonetic pronunciation before and I've lost it. Boeing days. According to Wiktionary, you can break it down like this. Bow is cow. In is the diminutive suffix. So that's why it gets little cow. And day is of God. So literally God's little cow. Katie wrote the Polish, Russian and Welsh words for ladybird translate to godly little cow or short red cow. Short? <laughs> Short is the <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, my first thought when I look at one of those beautiful uh, tiny ladybugs, I was like, oh, bit uh, short. Bit short. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Where are the gans on that thing? Get them up. <laughs> I wonder how nice their legs are if you zoom in, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah? Well, yeah, maybe that's why in. they're called the ladybug. That's right. There's got to be something about it. Maybe oh, well, I'm about to explain that if you like, but your riff is way more fun. Matt, we would never get in the way of the house's, uh, the house's facts. I, it's still, whenever hosting a podcast, I do nothing better than trample on people's riffs. <laughs> oh, yeah. You got to squish them it's, with it's, your gorgeous gams. Yeah, it's, it's more like, a, yeah, you're like the house train just plowing <laughs> us down. Like a- I do want to know why it's called a ladybird. So uh, Katie continues, the lady in the English ladybird refers not just to any lady, but to the Virgin Mary, <laughs> allegedly because the most common type of ladybird has seven spots and the number seven is associated with Mary, as is the colour red. The original English term was Our Lady's Bird, which turned into Ladybird or Ladybug uh, in the United States. Mm. Doesn't explain bird. No. <laughs> Our Lady's Bird, yeah. Science wasn't that developed yeah, yeah, at the time. Yeah. They're like, look at this short bird. Oh, wings? Done. Yeah. Oh, it means, yeah. I guess as a bird, it's pretty short. Which, which, which bit of red is associated with her? Like- like, what's the red that's associated with Mary? Yeah, I would, I'm wondering why Mary would be. I, I reckon all the pictures I've seen of her, she's wearing a, a blue it's robe. It's blue. It's a bit very of blue. blue. Yeah, yeah, light blue. Quite a, you know, beautiful sky blue. Yeah. Oh, Which yes. is, you know, where I guess you find a lot of. Well, that's where she ended up, isn't birds it? Birds. Mm. Oh, in, in yeah. the sky blue. <laughs> in the color sky that's blue. Where heaven's in the sky, isn't it? Isn't that where of she course. lives? I mean, for me, I think that it's like dark matter. It's probably everywhere. Oh. <gasps> You Whoa. think heaven's all around us? Heaven's all around us. It passes through us. We have dead people passing through us right now. Good dead people, not oh. the bad ones. Oh, thank God. Okay. Where yeah. are the bad ones? Uh, they exist in a very small spot, like smaller than the head of a pin. Ooh. I think, And they're all compressed in there, and that's why it's so hot. that. <laughs> 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 All right, the answers are in for question number two. So here it is. What was the unusual name of the fourth shortest serving Prime Minister of the United Kingdom? Who are your five options? Bag O Chips. <laughs> <laughs> Burlington Snacklegrot. Oh. <laughs> Bona Law. <laughs> Warble Pucker. Or Jacques Fellatio. 
<laughs> these are all great fun. And one of them's real. It's so great that one of these is real, isn't That's it? That's really lovely. Uh, can I please get those one more time? Was the first one wank off? <laughs> what? <laughs> You're hearing your own second yeah, so. set of options. The first one was bago chips. Bago chips. And he, you're hearing wank off? Wank off. I mean, it's a lot of the same letters. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, then we had Burlington Snackle Grot, Bona Law, Warble Pucker, or Jacques Fellatio. Cass, you want to have first crack this time? Oh, I'm going Snackle Grot. Snackle Grot? <laughs> yep. Locking in Snackle Grot for Cass. That is so nice. I, if there, if you told me that that wasn't the case, that wasn't the correct name, but in fact it was the name of a mouse who lived under a <laughs> cupboard, I'd be like, fair enough. Yeah. Oh, yeah. These are all someone's names. <laughs> oh, good. Well, good. Thank God. Can't wait. One of them a Prime Minister, the other four- a mouse that lives under the stairs or whatever you said. Well, of course, Felicio is too stupid. <laughs> um, both the act and the name. Uh, but but then it also makes me think like it rings a bell that maybe ah. I've heard of people who have the last name Felicio. Yeah, right. Well, it's got to come from somewhere, right? That's right. You know what that family was famous for? That's right. Um, well, because he was the head of a nation. Yes. Oh. You know, that's right. Um, Giving, yes, yeah, of himself. Um, you know, <laughs> he was an orator. Yeah, um, forget it. Um, what was a war wardle warble? Uh, it was a warble pucker. Warble pucker. Boner. Boner law. Boner. I'm gonna go with boner law. Okay, boner law. It sounds so much better in your accent. Bo- boner law. <laughs> Bo- boner law. Charm. You gotta think about it in the warble warble gunning schnock. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Wait. What was it? What was Felicio's first name? Jacques. Jacques Felicio. I mean, he could have been the son of a diplomat, and he was like Jacques Felicio. Jacques Felicio. All right, forget it. I'm just. This is not how you solve this. This problem. All right. I've, so I've you're locking in boner law. Yeah, I'm picking in boner law. And how do you say that in the accent? Boner law. <laughs> is it with an R or a W? Uh, w. Oh. Law. And then law. Law. How do you say Cass's one, uh, Burlington Snackle Grot? Burlington Snackle Grot. Uh, I'm feeling great about okay. my choice. Well, here's who wrote the answers. Uh, bag O Chips. That was the house. Yes. Oh, delicious. I feel like I, I sense that. Uh, Jacques Fellatio. Also the house. Phew. Really uh, good job on particularly that Particularly that was Adam from New York City. Warble Pucker. That was Cass. Oh. I, I almost went for that. Oh, you nearly did. Yeah. <laughs> Burlington Snackle Grot. That was Alistair. Oh, yeah. before, meaning that the correct answer was Bona Law. Oh, my God. <laughs> Maximum points for Alistair there. Oh, I can't believe it. I'm so sorry. That felt no. really good. Also, our, our names could have been friends. <laughs> That's right. I, I mean, I hope they could hang out somewhere. <laughs> um, let's build a little fairy garden for them by it under a tree. Yeah, I think your two definitely sounded the most posh English to mm. me. Wobble Pucker, Burlington Snackle Grot. Was Bo- is Boner the guy who invented the law? <laughs> yes. <laughs> he was named after the law he invented. Oh, of More of a scientific yes. law than a, you know, a right, 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 right. Like, oh, a like court law. Like Boner's law. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's right. What, what comes up must go down. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, so we're up to question number three. Quick score check, though. In the meantime, on one point, we have Cass and the house. But out in front, it's Alistair Tremblay Birchall on two points. You're killing it. Oh, I mean, you know, I, this is this is what happened last time. I was ahead for a little bit, and then I just I, then I didn't get a single good 
good goodly one for a bit. So yeah, coming ahead with a boner. Yeah. <laughs> See if you can keep it up. All right. Question number three. In early 2022, the Colombian government declared hippos an invasive species. How did hippos come to Colombia? Early 2022, the Colombian government declared hippos an invasive species. How did they arrive in Colombia? How did they get there? While you're writing your answers, I'll let the audience know a little bit more about Bona Law. According to Adam, Bona was the only Canadian-born Prime Minister of the United Kingdom, and he served as PM from the 23rd of October 1922 to the 20th of May 1923. Does that make you proud at all, Al? The only Canadian-born UK Prime Minister, Bona Law. My heart is swelling uh, for Boner. <laughs> the initial way that Adam wrote the question, it was probably better to be honest. I panicked when I changed it, but he said, uh, I-, "I was worried it was going to give it away to you mm. because you've, you know, you've studied Canadian history, probably. Of course, yeah, a lot of. But the question was something like, "Who was the only Canadian-born?" Of course, UK. You had to remove that because. And his other answers were like maple leaf, moosing stone, and yeah. stuff like that. <laughs> Uh, according to the UK government's website, Andrew Bonalaw was the Canadian-born son of a Scottish clergyman. He worked as a boy on his father's small holding, and then at age 12, he went to live with his late mother's cousins, who were rich Glaswegian merchant bankers in Scotland. He later worked for the family bank while attending university night classes, which gave him an interest in politics and debating. With an inheritance that gave him financial independence, Bonalaw entered politics. <laughs> In 1900, he was elected Conservative MP for Glasgow Blackfriars. Oh, Conservative with a fun name. <laughs> uh, he had a reputation for honesty and fearlessness and was well regarded it's as a really an effective speaker. It's really being straight up and down. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, working closely with the Liberals caused Bonalaw to admire then-PM David Lloyd George. Many leading Conservatives were so charmed by Lloyd George. I, th- I think was the leader of the Liberal Party. So it seems ah. like quite, quite an you know strange bedfellows, whatever they say. But, yeah, other members of the Conservative Party were loving Lloyd George so much that they were almost considering leaving the Conservatives to join a new party that Lloyd George was planning. Bonalaw, though, made a decisive and stimulating speech at the Conservative Carlton Club, which changed their minds and saved the Conservative Party. He persuaded the Conservatives to end the coalition and work as an independent party. I don't know, is that is that what the Conservative Party over there still called? I don't know if it's still the same party, but if so, Bonalaw saved them. Oh. We wouldn't have this party of Boris Johnson and whoever, David Cameron, if it wasn't for... If I, I mean, is that well, right? Well, if, if I'm going to associate Boris Johnson with anyone, it would be Bona. Bona, yeah. Mm, that's right. Um, I mean, that means there would have been no Brexit. Whoa. Whoa. So Bona Law mm-hmm. is responsible for Brexit. That's right. Yep. He's that first domino you knock over. And then and then that big domino is, I guess, <laughs> sort of probably just Boris Johnson falling onto that child in that football game. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, did Scott Morrison do something very similar? Yeah, I've merged those two memories together. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Why do they keep doing it? Nah, Conservative leaders love falling on kids. That's right. Tackle mm. someone your own you size. You do it. You know, it's there's two types of inconspicuous. You could you can do it in hidden away, or you can do it right in plain sight. Make oh. it seem like it's like it's innocent. My favorite way to hide is in plain sight. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so here's question number three. In early 2022, the Colombian government declared hippos an invasive species. How did hippos come to Colombia? Here are your options. The Colombian military tried to train them for combat. 
Pablo Escobar brought them in to make his own private zoo. Two infant hippos were smuggled in in a suitcase. A highly successful marketing campaign by the South African meat industry in the 1960s popularized <laughs> hippo meat in Colombia. Or they escaped famous drug kingpin Armando Lopez Jr.'s compound and bred in the Hector Tequila River. So you got five. Mm, excellent options. Well, mm. maybe your turn to have a crack first here. Oh, I mean. So you had the, the military trying to use them as weapons, Pablo Escobar Zoo, infant hippo smuggled in a suitcase, meat industry campaign, or Armando Lopez Jr. So smuggled them in a suitcase and then they just they just bred in, in the in the just two, like brought two or something like that, and then they yeah, just yeah. bred from that. A, bre- a breeding it's, pair. So it's like a sort of like a like, like a cane toad type situation. Yeah, where they, 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 they weren't using them to try to solve a situation, solve a problem. They were trying they were like, to solve the uh, the hippo beetle. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Yeah, I mean, I guess there could be like um, you know a thing where it's like you know if you had a body of water, you know sometimes like billionaires they're like they have a beachfront property and they don't want but it's but it's a public beach and they don't want people using their beach so they put hippos so they in. put hippos in there <laughs> and they go that way that'll fix them like that but then they the breeding gets out of you know um have you seen any of those videos of the hippos chasing a boat no uh, it's uh pretty wild stuff do yeah. they win uh, they, they are one do. of the biggest yeah. killers in Africa. Yeah. yeah. So they, I think they do win sometimes. Yeah, they're oh. so fast, but they're running on the bottom and sort of leaping up and down and they sort of create in their own waves. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's, it's a wild thing. It's something I grew up not knowing about yeah, and I feel foolish now. They're so fast. I don't know why all kids aren't watching these videos in schools. <laughs> Closest relative to the whale. Yeah, that's right. They're like land whales. Land whales. Yeah, well, no, whales are sea hippos, aren't they? Because mm. whales went back. The, the, whales are what? Whales went back. They yeah, went back. Right. That's right. They went back back to the home country. <laughs> and now they're so huge because there's just nothing stopping them. Yeah. Well, they got away from the people who were stopping them. Yeah. Um, I am going to, so wait, there's the meat one. Yep. I want you to know that I, I feel like I, I know what the answer is, but I feel like I, I don't want to pick it. Well, if, I think if you know the answer, you should pick it. But <laughs> yeah, maybe you'd be a fool to not pick the one that's right. I know, but I feel like this is how confident I am now. After that one win, that I can <laughs> handicap myself. <laughs> I yeah, this is what happens. This is why I lose. Yeah, right. Except for that one time, but I think you may, might have made up. Right? Is that I, I? I get one little buzz of dopamine, right? And then I go, oh, I said I can live off. You know, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go hippo meat. <laughs> Hippo mate? Yeah. <laughs> Lucky and hippo mate, the answer you believe to not be correct. That's right. <laughs> All right. Um, so now you know that it's probably one of the other four. Probably not hippo meat. Uh, there was Pablo Escobar and someone junior? Armando Lopez Jr. who had a, a compound in the Hector Tequila River. If that it's could- not real, that feels offensive. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> Hmm. Do I want to make that? <laughs> I'm on the public forum. Do I want to take that risk? Um, I think it would be one of those two. Let's go with the. Let's go with the Tequila River. Tequila River. All right, locking it in. I mean, that's not the right language, is it? What's that? Locking it in. <laughs> no, let's do it. Let's do it. All right. So here is who wrote the answers. Uh, the Colombian military tried to train them for combat. That was the house. I'll specifically map oh the question. It'd be great to have a military hippo, though. Right, how good would that be? They ride it into battle. <laughs> Do you uh, think they would be riding them? 
Yes. Is that what they were doing? Yeah, great. Or just sending him in, maybe. Do you think with a with a bomb inside? Well, I mean, you, you just said that you you've seen videos of them keeping up with boats. Oh, that's true. Yeah. You don't need boats then. You yeah, just, you just need a saddle. Yeah, <laughs> the ultimate submarine. That's right. But I don't even, maybe you don't even need the saddle. What's the person on the back doing? The hippos oh, yeah, are, just let are it, already killing. Just just sure. let the hippos have their fun. Yeah, sure. If you get rid of all your guys from the scene. Then the hippos can have anyone they want. Mm. Yeah, it makes the trainer's job really easy, actually. Yeah. It's just releasing a bunch of hippos. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go on. Go get them. <laughs> get them. Uh, two infant hippos were smuggled in in a suitcase. It was Cass. I didn't know if I should put more information in there. I, I like. I guess it. I should have. No, 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 no I think, if it was the correct answer, the information would be yeah. coming later. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that is true. Well, I know you asked, like, why would they have been smuggled in a suitcase? Mm. So yeah. I want you to know yeah. that- I deleted the part where I was like, well, they were smuggled in um, because they were trying to sell like teacup hippos <laughs> after teacup pigs didn't take off. Sure. Of course. Yeah. yeah. That would have been, that's a great idea. Little tiny hippos. I want one. <gasps> I certainly would like one. That and tiny bears. They're all the things oh that I would God. love. Yeah. So there are pygmy hippos, right? But you'd need them to be even smaller. Oh you? yeah. That's still very big. Right. Yeah. yeah. You'd want a pygmy Pygmy yeah, right. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Then we had uh, the highly successful marketing campaign from the South African meat industry. That was also written by Matt slash the house. So one point of the house there. Uh, the <laughs> You knew. The famous drug kingpin Armando Lopez Jr., which Cass went for, that was written by Alistair, <laughs> meaning the correct answer was Pablo Escobar <gasps> brought them in to make his own private zoo. So one point Thank to our one point <laughs> to the house. <laughs> Uh, I'm so sorry. That's so <laughs> funny. How, uh, is, did you just make up the Hector Tequila River? Or is that a real thing? I, you know what? I don't know enough about Colombia to b- be sure that that doesn't exist. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I do know a little bit about Spanish and Spanish culture. And so I kind of used some of that knowledge, mixed it together, and I made a little name cocktail. Okay. <laughs> and I got your point. Man, I felt good about it. And you knew the correct dance was Pablo Escobar? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I you think. could have had two points there. I know, but I'm a real. <laughs> 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 so, quick score update: uh, we have Cass on one point, the house on two points, but still out in front. It's ATB on three points. Because I think it's I think it's cheating to know the answer in this game. Uh, no, I, I don't a little so. bit because I think I think, think so. the fun is in is in being faced with. I, I like the going in blind thing. Well, that's the idea, and that's on me, right? I, I'm I'm trying to pick questions that I don't mm. think you would know, and th- there are there's always the risk. Uh, <laughs> all right, so we're up to question number four. This one comes from Rennie Even Claudia. Hi, Rennie. Ooh. From Lismore, cool comma Lovemore. I don't know if that's a. <laughs> I don't know if that's their nickname or if that's an actual place, um, but I love it either way. And their question is, what did Australian Idol runner-up Shannon Noll tweet on the 2nd of October, 2020? What did Australian Idol runner-up Shannon Noll tweet on the 2nd of October, 2020? And while you're writing your answers, here's a little bit more info about Colombian hippos. According to theworld.org, back in 1981, Escobar built a private zoo in his massive estate 
Uh, he smuggled in exotic animals from Africa, including zebras, rhinos, giraffes, and a few hippos. After Escobar's death, most of the animals were transferred to local zoos or local captivity facilities, according to Natalie Castelblanco, a marine biologist who is studying the impact of hippos on Colombia's ecosystem. But the Colombian government couldn't figure out what to do with the hippos, she said. Hippos are costly to transport, and amid violence in the area at the time, They were left to wander free in the wetlands. With nice warm weather and no predators, the animals have flourished. According to the most recent census conducted last year by the Alexander von Humboldt Biological Research Institute, there are now 133 of these animals in the area of about 200 square miles. So how many? 133. That's not that many. Yeah, it's not that many. But I guess they they must have a take out a pretty big territory right that's true that's true yeah yeah i mean they already take up cover a fair bit of ground even without taking into account their territory think about how many beetles you could fit in that space yeah one hip- millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from noom like evan who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds salads generally for most people are the easy button right for me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. All right, so your answers are in. Here's question number four. What did Australian Idol runner-up Shannon Old tweet on the 2nd of October 2020? Just got called the What About Me guy down the shops. I said, come on, mate. I'm the biggest loser theme song guy too. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Uh, Let me out of the state with a link to his song Drive on Spotify. Don't have a car. I don't have a big black shiny car. Just got impounded. Crying emoji. (laughs) (laughs) Just received these unknown seeds and soil in the mail. Be careful of any foreign seeds sent to you in the mail. Don't flush or throw them out. Make sure you burn them, which is what's about to happen to these ones. <laughs> or, I really like that. Hey, folks and blokes, two more months till Nolmus, most magical time of the year. <laughs> Dig in, you ripper. Hashtag Nolmus. That, that's, that's my, I've got two favourites, that's yeah. for sure. Cass, what are you thinking? Do you need to hear any again? Or are you... <gasps> Uh, that seeds one yeah. is so- <laughs> that's that's I want to pick that one, please. That's really good stuff. Oh, locking yeah. it in. I mean, I really want to pick that one as well, which you of course can. You're do. allowed to. Um, but then the, the idea of him creating his own holiday based off of his name <laughs> is also pretty pretty excellent. But what would one do to celebrate Nolsmus? Um Nolsmus, I guess he'd grow out your little your, your sort of fa- what's this one? This French, tickler. French tickler, really? Or flavor saver, flavor saver. You know, I think he he always has one of those. He does. Yeah. Um, the, it's the, it really is just a micro beard, isn't it? Yeah, just it a is a little micro beard, or it's like oh, an yeah. it's a, like a an upside down Hitler. That's true. A triangular upside down. Yeah, I thought it was a triangle. Oh, yeah, you're right. It's a triangle. triangle. Yeah. I mean, something. I think maybe you can get the weird rectangular ones. Maybe. Yeah. Could maybe you, it's could a you inverse do a triangle up top and below. Could you shape your moustache oh, into a little triangle and then like hide your lips? Yeah. <laughs> and then it. you'd be bird mode. Oh yeah, bird, little oh, beak. Open beak. It looked like an open beak. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> you're just looking for that mother bird to come spit in your mouth. If any listeners <laughs> have a bit of a beard and they're looking to shave down, yeah, can you, ju- you can not. you just quickly do a triangle above and below? Thank no, you. Give us open bird mode, and we'd love a photo of that. Please send if you in. could have a video of you maybe eating a worm, yeah, yeah. or We're having a, a larger mouth, bird yeah. vomit into you, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> don't send that, please. <laughs> Uh, no, well, I mean, send it to my account. <laughs> um, I'm just going to go Knowles Miss just because, you know, even just to reward, just to reward good whoever, writing, good writing <laughs> at the very least, yeah. whether it's to Shannon or yeah, one of the other exactly. players. Um, yeah. All right. Well, let me read out who wrote the answers. First up, we had uh, just got called the What About Me guy down the shops. Uh, that was the house. Very good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let me out of the state. I uh, was linked to his song Drive. That was Cass. Oh, see, that was good. I actually thought that that might be the case because because of, uh, you know, all the people that we knew that flipped and turned conspir- conspiratorial or whatever during the pandemic. So, yeah. yeah. Well, it was, was during 2020, so I'm like, oh. That was very good. I'll, I'll make it uh, contemporary You're, to the time. In many ways, you were unlucky just due to the f- fantastic writing of those last two. <laughs> and that's fair enough. Came I know on, when came I'm Came strong late. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then we had uh, don't have a car. I don't have a big black shiny car. Just got impounded. That was Alistair. Yeah, Very good. So that means so one of you is correct. <gasps> oh, God. Uh, hey, folks and blokes, two more months till Knowlesmas. Uh, that was written by Rennie Eve and Claudia. <laughs> Rennie Eve and Claudia. I lo- I, the, uh, AKA the house. I loved that they're the first time we've had one where three people have uh, got a writing credit on a house question. Wow. And I love it. And I, I can feel each of their work in there. Oh, you know what I mean? Beautiful. Yeah. Each of the artists one, is present in the work. Yeah. One writer cannot come up with no. that. No, no, no. You can't weave a tapestry with one thread. <laughs> it's the same thing. So that's the same reason people suspect that Shakespeare was multiple people. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. And this means that Cassie is correct. It's that yes! one. beautiful. <laughs> oh, that's good stuff. Oh. COVID hit him hard. Yeah. So somebody just sent him seeds. Yeah. I realize you're about to get into that, but because it, it, as it turns out, there was this whole thing about it around that time uh, that made minor news in Australia and elsewhere that people were receiving random seeds. Um, and I'll tell uh, the listeners a little bit more about that in a minute. But before we get to that, here's question number five, which comes from Emmy White from Albuquerque in New Mexico. Ooh. And Emmy's question is. What bizarre headline was featured in the Los Angeles Herald on February the 1st, 1910? What bizarre headline was featured in the Los Angeles Herald on Feb 1, 1910? While you're writing your answers, here's some more information on mystery seeds in the mail. According to the ABC, that's the Australian ABC, in 2020, more than 260 unidentified, unsolicited mystery seed parcels have been found in letterboxes around Australia this year, raising serious concerns about biosecurity breaches. Despite authorities using detector dogs and x-ray machines to intercept 45,000 risky seed parcels at mail centres across the country, the mystery seeds were reported to the Department of Agriculture, Water and Environment by concerned community members, prompting fears more seeds have escaped detection. Uh, Acting Chief Plant Protection Officer Gabrielle Vivian Smith said, 
These reports are important and demonstrate the vital role the community plays in identifying and reporting biosecurity risks. Dr. Vivian Smith said seeds made up to 75% of biosecurity interceptions at Australian mail centres. This is a concern for Australia as seeds that arrive from overseas and do not comply with our biosecurity conditions can carry a range of risks. National Farmers Federation President Fiona Simpson has also told the government that Australia needs to do better when it comes to biosecurity. Saying, we're an island nation. It shouldn't be that hard. <laughs> but we keep seeing these things come through and our message to government is that we need to continually upgrade our biosecurity arrangements to make sure these things are not coming into our country. How rousing is that? I reckon yeah. that's going to be one of those speeches that ends up being, you know, in, in a biopic or something. One, oh, of those, yeah. one of those books of yeah. history's great speeches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sure. Someone's going to find that on brainyquote.com. <laughs> the answers are in. For question number five, what bizarre headline was featured in the LA Herald on Feb 1, 1910? Duck eats yeast, quacks, explodes, man loses eye. <laughs> President Taft, seen in public with black cat, proof of Satanism, pastor says. Titanic found unscathed. <laughs> Adolescent leprechaun pickpocket who cursed the LAPD adopted by senior sergeant, refuses to drop curse. <laughs> Or Great Dane makes Great Dame lame. <laughs> yeah. Great Dane makes Great Dame lame. Yeah. It's a front runner for me. Um, because I think that you can you can feel a tired uh headline writer finally finding something that they can inject a little bit of fun into, yeah. you know? That's potentially even a, just a, such a minor story that they wouldn't even print it. But they're yeah, like, yeah, this yeah. headline gets it over the line <laughs> yeah. and actually bumped up to page three. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to go Great Dane. Great Dane, yeah. bro. How about you, Cass? Oh, can I get a quick summary of the uh, one? You had the uh, exploding duck. Uh-huh. Uh, the president <laughs> with the black cat. Yep. Uh, the Titanic found unscathed. <laughs> The adolescent leprechaun pickpocket. Yep. Or the Great Dane uh, making the Great Dane lame. I reckon I'm going to go duck. Let's go do duck. animals. Yeah, no, that's the, that's the other best one. All right. Locked in. Here is who wrote <laughs> the answers. Uh, President Taft, seen in public with black cat. Proof of Satanism, pastor says. That was written by the house. Excellent work. Phew. Uh, there was a bit of a collab between me and Emmy. Did, did Emmy have something a bit ruder in there? No, I, I can't remember. I think I just, I don't know. I just, I found, I find headlines fun to play around with. Sure, sure, sure. I also uh, took what she did and ran with it a bit on the adolescent leprechaun pickpocket one. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, Emmy did all the work. I just sort of played around. And I think they basically ended up back where they started. Uh, Titanic <laughs> found unscathed. That was Alistair. Uh, Very once funny. Once again, Thank you. one of the two of you is correct. Oh my gosh. Oh. I hope it's the duck, really, because <laughs> I don't want that to be real. Great Dane makes Great Dame lame. That was written by Cass. So Cass. I pulled an Alistair. You've done so well. Duck eats yeast, quacks, explodes, man loses eye is correct. So double points to Cass there. Cass, oh, hell yeah. Congratulations. Now I'm going to get complacent. <laughs> <laughs> It's funny when you start losing, you realize that it really isn't about winning. What it is about is uh, having a really good time. Are you having a really good time losing? <laughs> no, it's actually so terrible. <laughs> Feel really bad. Quick score update. Things have changed. Oh. We have on three points the house. Also on three points, ATB, but out in front on four points, it's Cass. Oh my I'm gosh! Mine. No, you're doing a fantastic job. 
Can't wait to uh, beat you. <laughs> I can't wait either. Uh, is, is it still anybody's game? It is still absolutely anybody's game with Can two rounds to go. still win? The house, yeah. yeah. House is equal with you, Al. Oh, my gosh. But it's on one it point separating game. all three of us. Throw just, a blanket over the field. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, although it's very hot, so I appreciate it if you didn't Did actually do that. Maybe, maybe a light linen. Yeah. Unless it's a, maybe a wet uh, a wet blanket. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> One of the few times I'd be happy for you to throw a wet blanket <laughs> over this party. Um, all right. Question number six comes from Stephen D. Uh, who's from Ireland but living in the Netherlands. I met Stephen D. Yeah. Uh, in Glasgow when we were over there last month. He also, uh, I don't know if you two know about uh, a show I do called Primates. You've both been on it, in fact. It yeah, would be yeah, strange if we didn't. I have been on it, but I don't know about it. And uh, there's been a saga that I've been going through, which is uh, the ape titty slide saga. Oh, uh, we're, trying, we're trying to get to the bottom of this photo. Absolutely. Stephen D went out and visited. Uh, he crossed international borders to go to a <laughs> Belgian, the original, where the original photo was. Wow. He went down the slide. He recorded the audio, <laughs> which, is, which is featured on Ape Titty Slide Saga Part 5. That's incredible. We're up to Part 5? Yeah. Whoa. Is Part 5 out? Part five is out. Okay, yes. great. I'm sorry, I haven't. Has it been blown open yet? Oh, it keeps. It continually is blown open. Uh, if people haven't heard it, I'd suggest go yeah. back. I mean, it's 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 in primates, but it's a very different show to primates inside of primates. Go back to mm. Titty Slide Saga Part One, and work your way through the five. It's a it's a roller coaster of emotions. Was it called Saga like, on Episode One? Or? Oh, probably not. <laughs> you didn't know. You didn't know what you were getting into. You were young. Yeah, that's true. It's an ape titty roller coaster of emotions. It really is. <laughs> Uh, all right, so we're up to question number six. This one comes from Stephen. It is, what happened in Ireland on March the 10th, 2015? What happened in Ireland on March the 10th, 2015? While you're writing those answers, here's the article about the exploding duck accessed via the California Digital Newspaper Collection. As we know, it's titled, Duck Full of Yeast Explodes, Man Loses Eye. Des Moines. Jan Radamanthus, a prize-winning duck at a recent poultry show, is no more, having exploded into several hundred bits, one of which struck Silas Perkins in the eye, destroying the site. The cause of the explosion was the eating of yeast, which was placed in a pan upon the back porch and tempted his duck ship, which was taking a morning stroll. Upon returning from church, Sir Perkins discovered his prize duck in a somewhat loggy condition. Telltale marks around the pan of yeast gave him his clue. He was about to pick up the bird when the ladder quacked and exploded and Mr. Perkins ran into the house holding both hands over one eye. A surgeon was called who found that the eyeball had been penetrated by a fragment of flying duck and gave no hope of saving the optic. I love how it's written. All right, answers are in. Here is question number six. What happened in Ireland on March the 10th, 2015? During an election tour, Prime Minister Sean Gowan fell into a peat bog breaking his leg but uncovering a long-buried ancient hunter-gatherer woman called Isabissa. <laughs> Bono declared his nomination to run for Irish president, withdrawing from the race after just one day due to public backlash. <laughs> the Irish government accidentally legalised drugs for 24 hours. Interesting. A hacker successfully broke into the country's major online banking system and stole one cent from every user with more than $100 in their account. Or an empty barrel was seen floating down the river Liffey. It became a media sensation with locals affectionately dubbing it Floaty O'Barrel. <laughs> it drew huge crowds in the towns it passed through before eventually being fished out in Dublin 
and given the keys to the city. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know what I want to be correct. Yeah. The drugs one? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I think it might be the drugs one. Ooh. That was what I was going to guess. I want the barrel one to be true. Ah, Floatio Barrel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a name very similar to a for- former uh, Western Australian leader. Or New South Wales leader, South Barry O'Farrell. Barry O'Farrell. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Barry O'Farrell and Floatio Barrell. Yeah. Both of the keys to the city. <laughs> well, let's give it to Barry or Floaty or whatever it is. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah. So probably the drugs, maybe the... Although, I mean, the hacker, you know, sounds like something like a very clever hacker would do, mm. you know, because they're like, I'm just trying to show you that there's a flaw in your security. Yeah. And making a little bit of money for my trouble along the way. Okay? Just a little bit. I'm doing it as a service. Yeah. This is but basically I my costs. hourly wage. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But like the, the population of Ireland isn't that high. It's only like 4 million or something like that. Is that it? true? Or is it like 6 million? Or? Bloody hell. Yeah. Okay. That makes so, sense. So if if that is the case, um, maybe I'm, I could be wrong, but- um, then that would mean that at most, you know, at the very most, then one cent each, you could only make like uh, $40,000. I mean, I'd be happy with $40,000. I mean, like, in one like, day? Uh, looks like it's about $5 million. $5 million, I apologize. Yeah, right. that, no, that was exactly, you said four and six. That's. So, <laughs> I don't think you have to apologize for yeah, I think they it landing like with, right with, in the middle. The, this sort of expat, they've got a big uh, international popula- Diaspora, or popula- have you say that dia- word? Dia- diaspora. Diaspora? Diaspora. diaspora. I, don't I don't know how to pronounce it. Do you guys know? I don't know. I, yeah. I feel like what else said did sound more right than what diaspora? I said. Diaspora? Diaspora. People yelling at their iPods right Diaspora. Diaspora. It's so difficult knowing about these things when we live so far away here in the Antipodes. Yes, that's right. <laughs> um, I, I guess I'm a I'm a diasporic uh, Irishman. You are in many ways. The only way I think about you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, either of you want to lock in an answer, Cass. You are leaning towards one. Do you want to lock it in? I'll lock in some drugs. Thank you. Locking in drugs for Cass. Ooh. Why you don't have to wink and tap your nose, Cass? I but I'd like to. <laughs> <laughs> I am going to say the hacker. The hacker, all right, lock in the hacker for Al. Just because the barrel brought me too much joy. <laughs> and I feel like Cass now knows that I I have a propensity to enjoy joy. Yeah, yeah. You're a joy lover, for sure. I wonder if she'll use that to her advantage in yeah. the final round. Haha. <laughs> <laughs> I've bested you by making you smile. <laughs> yeah, you, you did it. <laughs> all right, here is who wrote the answers. The Prime Minister falling into a bog. And pulling out a hunter-gatherer woman called Isabissa. That was written by Alistair. Ah, nice. Who would have thought? How do you know her name? I. It's all made up. That's not the name of the prime minister either. <laughs> uh, then we had Bono declared his nomination to run for Irish president. That was written by the House. Uh, I, I nearly believed it. Yeah, yeah. He, he would. Quite believable. And to pull out, you know, oh, did he? This. If he'd said that, I would have been like, huh, yeah. Fair no, enough. it did. He, he said he pulled out after one day due to public back. Oh, that, that did actually happen. That happened. Oh. No, no. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Again, so but see, believable. That's what yeah. I mean. It's beautiful. I was like, oh, all he did was change the date. Tricked us. Uh, the Barrel, Floaty O'Barrel. That was written by The House. Oh, oh. you joy baron. And I, so I think once again, one of you is correct here. Oh, my gosh. Uh, the hacker successfully <laughs> broke into the country's major online banking oh, system. No. That was Cass. <laughs> Maybe the correct answer. <laughs> no, yeah. 
Because the Irish government accidentally legalised drugs for 24 hours. So, again, double points to Cass. She's flying home. Five points in the last three rounds. Cass has gone for my other propensities to go for things that sound real. (laughs) (laughs) I'm in your mind. Yeah, you (laughs) are in there. You can't get me out of there. Oh, I knew that this game was going to get deeply psychological. (laughs) All right. uh, So, a quick score check. We have... On three points still, it's the house and Alistair Trombley Birchall, but way out in front on six points, it's Cass. Cass. Doing crimes. I'm, I'm actually really happy for you. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I think that this is going to be really good, and I think it's going to be a stepping stone to many other things. You reckon? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> what do you think I could do? Well, I think that you could probably start winning other game shows, because I think the confidence boost will just make you start using your powers for good like that, you know? I needed someone to switch me over to the other side. That's fair enough. Yeah, I think a lot of the time you've been entering game shows with self-sabotaging on purpose. Uh, Thinking that you deserve to So picking the wrong answer when you know the right answer, that sort of stuff. That kind of stuff. I don't know. That kind of stuff. (laughs) Now, Al, that means that going to the last round, you technically cannot win and neither can the house. But sometimes people (laughs) will opt for triple points final round. I said triple points final round. Really? Which puts it way back on the table that anyone can win. Well, I mean, if that's something that Cass wants. Yeah. I mean, Your then- speech about self-sabotaging in a moment <laughs> of competition really touched me. Let's do it. <laughs> and uh, as I think I've said it every time, but nearly, I think nearly every time, if not every time, the current leader always ends up winning by more when triple points has been enacted. But Yeah, great. First time for everything. So it means that, Al, if you get maximum points this round, you'll get six points and leap into the... Into the lead. Right. You'll step on my head to get to the top. Even if I get, if, I, I could, I, I could draw if I, if I just get regular points. You could, and Cass doesn't get any. That's right. That's right. Oh yeah, Cass doesn't get any. So then, then do we go? Or you could a, draw if you get maximum points and Cass gets one uh, normal point, which is three points now for triple points. Well, see, then we couldn't draw then. No, case. no. Well, you'd be getting six. You'd be getting three. You've yeah, got then three, you'd end up. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying. Sorry. This must be fun for the listeners. All right. So <laughs> here is question seven. The final question, it comes from Emma Lavender from right here in Melbourne, Australia. Oh, my goodness. And we always finish with a film synopsis question. Mm. This week, the question mm. is, what is the synopsis of the 1994 film Tammy and the T-Rex? What is the synopsis of the 1994 film Tammy and the T-Rex? And while your answers are being written, here is some more information about the 24-hour drug legalisation in Ireland. And this comes from the Irish Post. In the same year, equal marriage was legalised through popular vote. 2015 was a very progressive year indeed for Ireland. But this was not always done on purpose. On the 10th of March 2015, the Irish government accidentally legalised a myriad of drugs including ketamine, ecstasy, crystal meth and magic mushrooms sparking a desperate, scrambling attempt to rectify the mistake through emergency legislation. The mistake happened due to a legal loophole which found the 1977 Misuse of Drugs Act to be unconstitutional and therefore all 125 drugs listed as being prohibited in the act were legalised. Despite the government's best efforts to reverse the accidental decision as quickly as possible, the long list of Class A drugs were legal to buy, possess and consume for 24 hours, resulting in what became known in certain circles as National Yokes Day, yoke being a colloquial term for ecstasy. (laughs) Island ravers reveled in the 24-hour free-for-all, and Twitter users had a field day with the hashtag Yokegate trending on the social media site throughout the day and night. 
All right, the answers are in. Oh, it's very exciting. Let's do it. Here is the final question. Triple points. Holy Triples. moly. Triple points. This Triples. means it's anyone's game. It is anyone's game. House included. You I two, hope the house doesn't win. You might oh my each gosh, that would be very terrible, pick a it? house option and that house just flies to victory. Oh, my God. That, that, that oh can't happen. I didn't think of that. Yeah. Oh. This is this is the one of the downsides of triple ploys. points. All yeah. options are on the table. All right, so the final question is, what is the synopsis of the 1994 film Tammy and the T-Rex? A teenage girl's boyfriend is murdered by bullies, but luckily his brain is preserved <laughs> by a mad scientist and put into the body of an animatronic Tyrannosaurus Rex. <laughs> murdered by bullies. <laughs> I mean, that's what it is, but you just never yeah. hear anyone saying that. Well, that's right. Usually once they once they kill somebody, they tend to move up to murderers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, that's true. Yeah. They're from main bullies. Yeah. yeah, it feels like they're underdoing it a little bit there. Yeah. A young nun, Tamitha and a T-Rex, begins questioning her devotion to God when a hot brunette visits the convent, hoping to use the bog. Uh <laughs> Is that, yeah. Yeah, it's a toilet. Toilet. Yeah. Tammy, a paleontologist, struggles to be respected in her field, so travels back in time to find indisputable evidence for her theory. Six-year-old Tammy goes to a mini golf course with her family and is given a magical golf ball by the mysterious man behind the counter. Every statue in the golf course she hits with the ball comes to life and many statues try to escape. Tammy and the T-Rex from Hole 7 must work together to save the golf course. Or a buddy cop film about a no-nonsense divorced police detective and her partner, a recently thawed T-Rex. <laughs> They're not. Yeah, most of them aren't frozen. I don't think that is a regular odd couple, isn't it? Hey, that is a real <laughs> odd couple. That's they could do um, grumpy old men. Well, not grumpy old men, but then you know the new the, the new version in the franchise. Yeah, furious yeah. old men. Furious <laughs> old men, and yeah, one's these, a woman and one's these a two aren't grumpy. Yeah, <laughs> they're furious. We're stepping it up. All right. So, Cass, okay. I mean, you're as the the current leader. Do you want to go first, or do you want Al to go first here? How do you want to play it? Oh, I'll leave that up to Al. You know what? It's only fair that I should go first. And okay, what are you uh, thinking? No, let's see. I mean, obviously that that nunnery one sounds really perfect. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I think the one that seems the most well thought out is the uh, mini golf one. So, as in, like you know, there's a, been a proper story put in there now. It could either be this is somebody who's written a film who's put this much thought, or it could be the cast <laughs> has really thought about it. Or I guess it could be the people submitting to the house. Yeah. You know? So, so maybe the only person you're ruling out is you. Yeah. <laughs> so that's not me. Can you read the bog one again? Uh, a young nun, Tamitha and a T-Rex, begins questioning her devotion to God when a hot brunette visits the convent hoping to use the bog. <laughs> then you had the boyfriend's brain putting putting in an animatronic Tyrannosaurus Rex. Yep. Killed by bullies. We had the paleontologist who traveled back in time. We had the mini golf course one and then the uh, the buddy cop film. It seems silly, but I'm going to go the first one. The first the one. The bullies. The bullies. Okay, locking that in for Al. And what about you, Cass? I was going to go murdered by bullies. <laughs> Which you certainly can do, Cass. In fact, it would probably be clever to because- wouldn't then, that mean that he can't, he at least can't get, he can't beat you then? Yeah, but then what if we both pick it? Pick and it. You then the house, the house, the house kills us both. Well, 
That's something because we do die at the end if we don't win. Yeah, that's I right. forgot is, about that. Yeah. yeah, which is why we care so much. Let's have the other answers again. So we've got the paleontologist. Yep. Murdered by bullies. The nun. Nun. Uh, the mini golf course and the buddy cops. I'll go the buddy cop one. Buddy cop. All right. Locking that in for Cass. You both happy with your decisions? I'm really yes. happy. All yeah. right. Here is who wrote the answers. Uh, the young nun who questioned her devotion <laughs> to God. That was written by Alistair. I mean, everybody knew that. <laughs> Could you just read it again? Read it again. I'm like, let's just let's just try to get some eyeballs put, on this. Put a little put a little bit of doubt in there. Uh, the one about the paleontologist, the time traveling paleontologist, that was written by Emma slash the house. Oh, that was a good one. Ooh, that was good. Uh, the mini golf one that was written by Cass. Oh, you see? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I nearly got you. You did. Uh. The Buddy Cop film was written by Emma slash The House. That's three points to The House, meaning the correct answer was a teenage girl's boyfriend is murdered yes. by bullies. But Wait, luckily his brain- Is it a brain- three-way draw? <laughs> oh, my God. So that means three points to Al, three points to The House. <laughs> I'll have to, I'll have six, to add up six, the scores. Oh, <laughs> uh, now we'll, we'll have to tabulate the scores. Let's not jump ahead. Okay. Oh, yeah, tabulate uh, them. Get them tabbed. Tabbed. Carry the two. Uh, in the meantime, the film uh, starred <laughs> Denise Richards and Paul Walker as the kid what? murdered by bullies. Oh, my God. Uh, it has a 43% approval rating by both critics and the audience. They see the eye to eye on this one. <laughs> Beautiful. Uh, so, yeah, not super loved. But, uh, reviewer, but agreed upon. Yeah, agreed upon mm. and not fully hated either. Sometimes knowing your enemy is the best thing you can do. Mm. You know, and also just the fact that there's no argument between audience and critic, that adds to the enjoyment of the film for me. Yeah, I that's think. right. Yeah. Reviewer Anton Bytel liked it though, writing, it is utterly dumb, but smart enough to know just that. And while no gag is too low for its brand of anything goes screwball, it really does bring a lumbering kind of life to its hybrid collection of ill-fitting ideas. It's, it's I would, one of the most negative, positive reviews I think I've read. If yeah. someone wrote that about a stand-up set I'd done, I'd be chuffed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Have you done stand-up? Not yet. Oh, you go back to that. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> this is great. This is great news. <laughs> well, I'm ready with my review. <laughs> <laughs> Screwball set of ideas. All right, let's go to the final score check. So we have the house on six points. Oh, my God. We have Alistair Trombley Birchall on six points. Mm -hmm. And also on six points, it's Cass. Six, six, six. Oh, yeah. (laughs) We did it. We did it. (laughs) The devil's That hasn't happened before. Neighbor to the neighbor of the beast. Six, six, seven. That's right. Mm. How How do you feel about this, Cass? Unified. <laughs> yeah, I think. I feel I, like this is correct because we've both won our own ones, and you know it was really, as we mentioned, one of us would have died if we'd lost, and now everyone gets to live. <laughs> or right. do we all die? I forget. No. I'm gonna have to check the final. Nobody print. loses. Nobody no. that gets put in the D column oh, okay. rather than a W or an L. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. It's not. And it's not. But it's not D for die. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's cool that we're still number one. I like that. We've never yeah. lost. I mean, I have definitely lost an episode, yeah, but me too. I think you've both lost, and I've lost quite a few. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but we're still number one. In Head the high. Yeah. yeah. Hey, reigning champs. <laughs> I like Isn't that. that the main thing in the end? Beautiful. Oh. I take, I'll take it. 
I'll came in it. reigning champs, leave reigning champs. I, I don't even know how many weeks champs. until this gets released. So, you know, it could be, it could be reigning champ for a long time. Uh, just a couple of days. <laughs> oh, <laughs> right. It's out. Oh, it's check out that Monday. weather. Is, is it reigning champ right <laughs> it now? It seems like it must be. Oh, mm. uh, Stay indoors. <laughs> so where can people find you two champs? Uh, in the winner's circle. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, <laughs> you can find me on the Twitter at AlistairTB. You can find me at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival at <gasps> Alistair Trombley Birchall, no relation. Um, <laughs> I discovered recently that some tickets have sold. I've been checking the wrong thing. <laughs> I thought none. And I was like, that's completely okay. It's so far out. But some tickets have been sold and it's glorious. So get in fast because some are gone. <laughs> um, and that's going to be a stand-up solo show. They can they should go see that. They can come see me at Two in the Think Tank. They can listen to Shusher Guided Meditations, which still exists, which is a podcast that sort of talks you to sleep. I talk you to sleep. Some of them are sleep ones. Some of them are just like a twenty minute relax. Yeah, great. But they're dumb. They're really dumb. One review on iTunes said that they'd found it was the be- best podcast they'd ever found to masturbate to. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Okay. Um, it was very odd. And, but, you know, I just, I don't want. Five stars is five stars. I, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't want anybody who's, you know, out there who might be looking for a podcast to masturbate to, to not want to masturbate to me either uh, listing things or, you know, me talking about an egg that becomes a doctor. Yeah. Mm. And Cass, what about you? <laughs> uh, you can find me everywhere at Cass Cass page. If you can't find me on it, I'm not on it. Uh, and you can find me on the pods. I'm on Being Hot is Hard. We've got some new episodes coming out. We've taken a Chrissy break. Uh, we've got some new episodes coming out in the next few weeks, so get on that. It's very silly and very fun. If you like girl time, it's girl time. Uh, if you haven't experienced girl time, jump in. You might like girl time. We've also got Shut Up a Second that I do with Hayden. That's a fun little pod. I think you've both been on it. Yeah, it was great. And I'm also on D&Ds for Nerds occasionally. If you hear a girl... I might be her. <laughs> I've just appeared on an episode of D&D is for nerds. And I just, and it, it was very fun. Also, I was on an, an episode of Confessions with Sammy, P, uh, Sammy Peterson yesterday. And I took the opportunity to plug this podcast while I was on there. So I'm going to take the opportunity now to plug that podcast while I'm on here. That's beautiful. It's People a, might be pinging and, the podcast and ponging is between called... the two. Hey? Confessions. <laughs> Uh, we're going to be doing a live episode of this show, Who Knew with Matt Stewart at the European Beer Cafe, on the 9th of April, Easter Sunday at 2 p.m. And you can grab tickets now, I think. Why not? I'm also doing a show at the Comedy Festival in the Adelaide Fringe called Ding, and it's a stand-up show. Uh, <laughs> beautiful so, name. Beautiful name for a beautiful show. Yeah. Uh, anything else you want to say? Uh, you know, I love you both. <laughs> yeah, I love you both. It's mm. been really nice to be in your ears, listener. Mm. Yeah. Thank you so much for accommodating my big voice in there. Uh, so great. Our uh, first three-way tie. It hasn't happened before. Oh, go. Feels so good. Uh, thanks so much for listening, everyone. As we are still a relatively new show, it'd be great if you could help get the word out there. Please give us a five-star review and tell your friends if you think you know anyone who might enjoy it. Cheers for tuning in to Who Knew It with Matt Stewart. Now that you know it, I've been Matt Stewart. Good boy. <laughs>